Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I felt that when I was watching this, it was a pure example of why us women need to remember to hold off on talking and doing sexual things when you're first or getting to know someone the beginning stages of dating. Women often correlate love with lust, but turning a man on sexually may get you through the door, but it will not keep you in the house. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? So I watched six episodes of Love is Blind season six so you don't have to, or so then we can talk about it. Was six episodes in a row a lot? Yes, but I will say it is more interesting than last season, okay? Definitely should watch it. For me personally, it's never really been my thing, but I've made it my thing because it's your guys' thing. So here are some thoughts off the bat. Amy and Johnny, they're my second favorite couple. I think they're super cute. I really like them together. I definitely see them lasting more than the other couples. I definitely see them in another couple that I'll mention in two seconds as being the ones to really last till the end. They're so cute together that I think people probably find them boring because there's, I don't see any drama around them. They're just really cute. And this guy, Johnny, seems like he adores Amy. So I like that. Now, honest question. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that was wondering this when we started watching Love is Blind season six. Do we think Matthew is a serial killer? (laughs) Am I the only one that feels as though he is giving some serious serial killer vibes? Serious energy that he's a murderer. Is it just me? Like, am I the only one that's assuming or foreshadowing that there's going to be a Netflix documentary on this guy one day, or like at least Lifetime movie. (laughs) Is this guy okay? I mean, this guy literally was treating women like a spreadsheet. And then he compared himself to Superman. And I almost fell for it. I was like, you know, maybe he's the underdog. Maybe maybe he's just so misunderstood. We don't get him, but we're going to get to see another side to him. And I, I believed it because I started seeing that side to him with AD. I was like, oh, no, he he's developing. Like, my jaw dropped. I was like, you know what? Maybe he's just an introvert to, oh, my God, he's actually saying all the right things. Maybe there's actually a future with you, Matthew and AD, to, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, It was so shady to ask about the dad comment to two women and saying the same thing over and over again. And the fact that even me, Violetta, (laughs) 
who considers herself, you know, past the bullshit. I've read enough books to know a liar when I see one. Even me, I fell for it. He tricked me. I believed him for a second. I let my guard down with this man only to see that I played myself, that he said the same shit to two different women, and I fell for it. I was mad at myself, I'm not going to lie. And then the whole thing with him saying, like, America's watching. What? Who? It made me roll my eyes so backwards, they almost got stuck there. And then he decided, you know, when AD rejected him, he was like, I'm going to find Ember. Has anyone else wondered what's going to happen? Like, what happened? Did Matthew find Amber? (laughs) Is Amber okay? Like, is Amber going to be starring in the future Netflix murder documentary of Matthew? Has anyone checked in on Amber or heard from her ever since Matthew said he was going to find her? Amber, if you hear this, please (laughs) blink or... DM me to let me know that you're okay. We're worried because, you know, something about him just did not add up. Like, I cannot still fathom or understand why Netflix just decided to leave the whole murder, murderer story plot line so loose. Like, where did he go? What happened to him? Is Amber alive? I, I need I need answers. And I don't think I'm the only one. Someone on Reddit even said that they feel like Matthew... The reason he was repeating himself was because he probably read forums online about what women like to hear in serious relationships. And he then scripted his dialogue around that. Maybe like not word for word, but like as a guideline, which is why Amber and AD got the same speech. Because he was just, you know, I don't think maybe he's not really good with feeling emotions. I'm not going to say he's a sociopath. Like people said on Reddit, I'm obviously joking. And I'm, you know, for my Amber's sake, I'm joking. I hope he's not a murderer (laughs) if he really went to find her. So, you know, I'm not going to be here to diagnose him, but I do think maybe he's struggling with expressing emotions. So maybe he genuinely did look at forms of what women want to hear. And that's why he said, oh, I want to ask your dad for his hand. And then when AD said, well, my dad's dead. And he said, okay, cool. Then at least uh, I have one thing out of the way. What? (laughs) You could have said, do you have anyone else important in your life that I can ask for your hand? Like the fact that he was like, oh, well, that's a relief. That kind of makes it seem like he didn't know the next line because he didn't find that in the form. He didn't see, he didn't write out the question or like ask uh, Chad GPT, what do I ask a woman what does a woman need to hear from me from me if her dad is dead and I can't ask for her hand from him? You know, he forgot about that, which is why he didn't have a proper answer. I'm just saying. Then, you guys, watching Clay find out his competition was Matthew, like that was funny. Like that humbled Clay so fast. <laughs> That was funny to watch. That was amazing. And then the way he literally could not even think of who Matthew even was for a whole 30 seconds was crazy. That's how much he was humbled that he had to be like, wait, who's Matthew? We have a Matthew in the house? That was so funny. As for AD and Clay, I did like them together. I'm not going to lie. But I do think maybe I wasn't paying as much attention in the beginning to their interactions because I saw someone on Reddit have a completely different opinion and they really disliked them together. They said that Clay 
doesn't belong with anyone except the therapist. They didn't like how ID is willing to coddle him and serve as his therapist. They think that he should handle his shit first before dating, that he is very aggressive and his aggression when he speaks to AD in the pots made them very concerned. And they just don't understand why he always acts like he's upset about exactly what the experiment is about, which I assume is about not knowing what the other person looks like. It seems like this season, the women were way better looking than the men, but looks were kind of a big discussion around this season. That's what it seems like. So that was surprising. Um, I will say that once I paid attention to AD and Clay when uh, around episode five and six, when I thought I liked them together, because I think I just genuinely really like AD. Maybe I'm not paying attention to Clay's red flags or so on. I like them together. But I did notice <laughs> around episode six, I think, once I started paying attention and when Clay said he would be on her ass if she gained any weight and she should actually appreciate him speaking aggressively to her about her weight because that would actually inspire her to get off her ass and work out. So she would be thankful in the end, you know? And then he doubled down. He said, including if you got pregnant, we're in the gym. After you're giving birth, we're in the gym. I'm going with you to encourage you, you know, to slim down. And he said that with a straight face. Like him being so serious about it was crazy. Okay, so that's when I did notice the red flags because saying that something like that is crazy, but it makes sense since he was so focused on looks from the beginning. And then him saying also when he was trying to comfort her and he said, I don't really know the rules of marriage. Um, You know, you should probably figure it out before you get married. I would say that's such a vague statement that that would make me concerned personally because there are so many rules to marriage. Like, like you know, come home every night. Uh, don't cheat. Communicate. You know, take care of our baby if if we have a baby together. Things like that, I think, are important. And uh, somebody telling you they don't know the rules of marriage kind of tells me that there's a lot of things that may, you know, fall into the miscommunication department. So hopefully they can figure that out. So far, when it comes to AD and Clay, I'm not sure if it's going to last past the physical stuff, but I'm staying hopeful for, for them, okay? Then the next one, this is my number one favorite couple, is Brittany and Kenneth. Anyway, I like that Brittany wanted to wait to sleep with Ken, and I like that he appreciated that about her. Obviously, they seem like they are somewhat religious and they're God people. And I know that can rub a lot of people the wrong way these days, which I think is odd, whatever, teach their own. But I don't care if you're religious or not. I do think it's really sweet that they are trying to give themselves time to really get to know each other emotionally and connect before they catch up to it physically. So I do like that. Another thing that I wanted to know that I just realized as I was writing my notes is that Jimmy was 27 and not 47. That really surprised me because what? <laughs> and then I tried to Google it if when they wrote that Jimmy was 27, if they meant in dog years. But no, they meant in human years. He is 27 in human years. I'm older than Grandpa Jimmy. So that's cool. You know, whatever. Okay, so moving on to Jimmy. This is important to note, okay? And... 
I do really want to talk about this really quick. Jimmy and Jessica. A lot of people were rooting for Jessica and how she stood up for herself. And I will speak on that in a second. But I will say, very early on, I was able to see the red flags, not even specifically about Jimmy, about the relationship between Jessica and Jimmy. They started talking about sexual things so quickly. And the minute they started doing that, I was like, no, this is over. And this is something I'd like to know for any woman out there that's listening, that's currently single or dating or whatever it is. This is so important for you to understand. The interesting thing about guys and how they will talk to you about sexual energy and sex is that they don't equate that to real intimacy and they don't equate that to marriage. Like guys will talk about sex if you allow it. Doesn't matter if you guys just met or whatever. But just because they're talking to you about sex or they're sexually attracted to you, it doesn't mean that they look at you as as their potential future wife. I think women tend to mix those things up, okay? So this is my advice to you. I felt that when I was watching this, it was a pure example of why us women need to remember to hold off on talking and doing sexual things when you're first or getting to know someone the beginning stages of dating. Women often correlate love with lust, but turning a man on sexually may get you through the door, but it will not keep you in the house. The minute Jimmy spoke of his attraction to Jessica sexually, and he said, not emotionally, I meant sexually, I immediately knew that what he meant was that Jessica is good enough for him to want to fuck, but not good enough to wife. Why? Because men fall in love through emotional warmth and emotional attachment, not by how warm your taco is. And taco isn't, you're for JJ. <laughs> And I'm not here to shame you, anyone listening. I'm doing quite the opposite. I'm trying to empower you because somewhere along the lines, I believe that when seeking love, we at times tend to forget that we have to offer so much more than just our bodies. So again, although Jessica clearly dodged the bullet with Jimmy, no question about that. I would love for this to be a memorable memory and a good lesson for anyone out there that's watching that's single. The things that start off fast tend to burn out even faster when there's not enough foundation to hold it, okay? Because emotional intimacy must always come before sexual intimacy when you're seeking a lasting relationship, okay? So that's why it's so important for the emotional intimacy to catch up before you get there with sexual intimacy. So it's not just about if you're not sleeping with them. You should also kind of try to Take a step back from even talking too sexually with someone you're just starting to get to know. Because just because they're interested in having sex with you, guess what? Hello, have you ever seen Apple Pie, those movies? I forgot. I think that's what they're called. I forgot what they're called. But like the guy fucks an apple pie. That means that's where men's standards are when it comes to sex. They will fuck anything that has a hole. They will try. So it's really not that flattering if a guy is attracted to you or wants to have sex with you, which is why the emotional intimacy is what actually keeps a man attached to you and falling in love with you and wanting to only be with you. Looks will only take you so far. And we'll talk about that with Chelsea. One struggle that I've had the last year or two is the fact that my weight has been fluctuating uh, from gaining weight to losing weight. And because of that, one thing that really affected me has been the size of my titties, my milk bags, my boobies. (laughs) 
And because of that, it's been so hard for me to find a bra until I found out that Skims has literally the best bras ever. I've constantly talked about Skims underwear. Well, guess what? Their fits, everybody bras are everything and so much more because as my way has been going up and down I found that my fits everybody t-shirt bra is the only bra that really works for me as my boobs have been fluctuating you know I love skims so much that when it's time for me to order new pieces it's literally so hard for me to decide but I tend to just reorder my fits everybody t-shirt bra again in just different colors is the only bra that keeps my boobs from dragging on the floor and keeps them tightly together some of my favorite bras from them is the fits everybody t-shirt bra the fits everybody unaligned demi bra and the wireless form t-shirt bra you literally can't go wrong with these. They're amazing. So if you're trying to figure out what the hype is all about, then I'm telling you guys, definitely try out their bras and honestly, their underwear. And honestly, everything on the website, I own all of it and I bought all of it and I'm obsessed with it. But their bras and underwear, you guys, I used to not wear bras or underwear and now I wear them every single day and it's always Skims. So you can shop Skims bras at skims.com. It's now available in 62 different sizes from 30A all the way up to 46H. They have you, okay? Plus you get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, if you love me, be sure to let them know that I sent you so they can stay my partner for the rest of my life. So I will always have a bra on my titties. Okay. So when you place your order, all you have to do after that is select podcast in the survey. And then you select my show, Almost Adulting, in the Dropbox menu that follows. And that's how they'll know that I sent you. So please, for the love of God, don't make my titties be bare, allow them to have a bra on them and allow it to be skims. So please remember to do this. The next time you shop on skims.com, make sure to use the drop down menu after you check out in the survey to select podcasts and make sure to say that it's almost adulting the sent you here. Okay. Anyway, you guys protect your boobies with skims. Love ya. Bye. Okay, so when it comes to Jessica and how she stood up for herself, I'm sure a lot of women that were watching this got up and clapped for her and they were so proud of her because I'm sure that she said what so many women wanted to say to a person that was dumping them and didn't get a chance. So they were like, yes, thank you for standing up for us. But personally, less is more, you guys, okay? Do not take that as an example to do that in your life. You do not need to give a whole ass speech to a loser that doesn't deserve your words, okay? When someone rejects you, leave. The best thing you can do is to show them they're not worth your time. When you sit there and you write them an essay or you say a whole speech when they already rejected you, you're making a fool out of yourself. No matter how much you think you're standing up for yourself, when you're standing up for yourself and you're saying, well, I deserve better, this and this and this. Cool. They know. They know you deserve better and they're not willing to give that to you. That is why they're rejecting you. I deserve better, blah, blah, blah. Do you? Because you're still here and you won't leave even though I rejected you. So there's really no winning when you're doing your all with giving somebody five paragraph essay of how amazing you are, okay? And then how the whole thing with how she went, you're gonna regret this once you see me. I love that she's so confident in her looks because let's be honest, she's beautiful, she's amazing. But 
I will say this. If your body and your looks is all you have going for, is the only thing you feel comfortable about, is the only thing you're confident in, then your confidence will break so quickly the minute somebody rejects you, okay? The way you love yourself should have nothing to do with what you look like on the outside. And doing this whole spiel of like, oh, RP, all the guys who lost me because I'm so hot is, is honestly is, as cute as it is. It's I hope you guys don't actually believe it. Like it's so silly because people don't fall in love with other people based on looks. If that's what they fell in love with, then that love would fade out so fast because people looks are constantly changing. People's types are constantly changing. A person falls in love with another person based on so many other factors. And I hope that's the person that is currently in love with you. They're, they love you for who you are on the inside. And that's what makes you so beautiful. That's usually what makes a woman the most beautiful to a man than any other woman in the world. And it's not because she is Megan Fox. Obviously, I'm making that joke since Chelsea said that's what she looked like. But it's because... To this man, she's the most beautiful woman in the world because he fell in love with her, with everything about her. Because looks at the end of the day are subjective. So this whole bullshit of, oh, he's going to regret losing me because I'm a 10. Like, okay, you can't keep a man based on your looks. And en enough with that. Like your self-confidence has to come from within. You have to love yourself from within. So it seems as if Chelsea and Jessica are such opposites in the way with how they view looks to be all. For Jessica, looks are all, and that's the only thing she bases her confidence on, which is where she went up being insecure because the minute you are rejected based on your looks, there's nothing else going for you. That's why you need, you know, to have confidence and love yourself or other things about yourself. And for Chelsea, she's insecure about her looks, which is why her whole relationship revolves around looks. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay, moving on to Jimmy, there were loads of red flags. One of the red flags was the fact that he didn't want to get gifts to any of the ladies, including Chelsea, who ended up picking, even though everyone else did. So I thought that was weird. B, I thought the red flag when he was doing the engagement speech with Chelsea and the things that he said kind of made me, you know, raise my eyebrow because he said when he was proposing, I love the way you love me. I love the way you make me feel. I love the life that you painted a picture for me. I love that you go at my pace. I love that you listen to me and you make me feel better. AKA he said, like, I love the way I can talk to you and leave with a smile, regardless how I feel. But it basically meant I love that you listen and that you make me feel better. So the whole I love you was I love you because you make me feel good. And to me personally, it's hard for me to be smitten by those type of words. And I think this is where it's always important to pay attention, to listen more, whether you're at the beginning of relationship, middle relationship, whether it's your friendships. A lot of times we talk a lot when there's silence or we pick out the things we like hearing from the comments people make to us. And we're not really listening because if anyone actually listened I wouldn't be okay with somebody saying that they love me because they love how I make them feel. They love that I love them. <laughs> they love that I listen to them. They love that I make them feel better when they're in a shitty mood. I would be looking more for things for someone to actually love me where they would say, I love how goal-oriented you are. I love how pure and good your heart is. I love how you love period. I love how generous you are as a person. I love how sweet and soft you are. I love how strong you are. You inspire me. 
I love how you think. I love your brain. I love your kindness. Like that sounds to me more like, wow, this person fell in love with me versus, oh, this person fell in love with how I make them feel. So tomorrow, if I don't make them feel good, they will fall out of love with me because there's no actual foundation here. Get that? And then I would say another red flag that I saw with Jimmy was probably when he finally saw Chelsea for the first time in his life. And the first thing that he said on the camera was that she lied to me. She doesn't look like Megan Fox. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to die. I mean, I felt bad. And then the second thing that I would say was a ref, another, the fourth thing that was a red flag was probably when right before he walked out, he did the interview before the reveal. And Jimmy said, I am a hundred percent Jessica. I mean, Chelsea. Like, be so fucking for real right now. <laughs> like, if that's not telling, I don't know what else is, but it's obviously, I don't think the producers would put that randomly in there unless they were trying to foreshadow the future that he fucks Jessica. <laughs> so that's another red flag. And then I would say that another red flag we had was, I would say there's nothing better than getting engaged and within 10 minutes of meeting your future husband you just got engaged to, he tells you how he almost went home that morning. That already kind of tells me that's not going to work out, you know? Or the fact that he has this weird thing where he just gaslights Chelsea all the time by being like, well, I just feel like it's necessary for me to let it out and tell you how I feel. Well, not when it's just being cruel. And like, maybe just keep some things to yourself. You don't always have to tell her everything. You just always like, well, I have to say how I feel. Like you would obviously prefer me to be honest, right? And say what I feel. So I just need to let it out. Like, yeah, but it's not, not everything is necessary for you to, to share. Like even when you think girls are hot, maybe tell that to your guy friends. So my two cents though about Chelsea is this. Trevor potentially maybe was the guy for her. I think she lit up when he talked to her, when he told her he was in love with her. However, I think she shut down a bit when he told her he was, you know, done with all the other women. He was only into her because of her insecurities. I think she went for Jimmy because for her, it must have been like this weird win over Jessica because she needed that like, wow, this guy actually chose me over another woman. And I think that's what she was kind of going for versus going for love because she needs to still work on herself. Like notice when she rejected Trevor and he asked her if their date was first, would she have said yes? And she didn't even reply. It could be an edit, but it kind of made her seem like she was a little desperate for love. And look, I'm sure she's sweet and, I'm, and I feel that kind of talking about her and saying this, but it's very obvious that Chelsea is so insecure and she needs so much validation in her relationship. I think it would be a lot for anyone to date someone like her. No offense. It could turn anyone off. The insecurities are so in your face. And like by episode six, it's almost nauseating how insecure she gets. Like even episode six, I'm starting to roll my eyes. Like for, I'm not even paying attention to Potato Head Jimmy. And I'm just paying attention to like how insecure Chelsea is and how she's always crying. And she's literally self-sabotaging. And it's, it's almost hard to watch because you feel bad for her, but she's doing it to herself. And that is why it is so important to love yourself instead of seeking this constant validation from your partner, which will end up exhausting and draining your relationship. Like Jimmy telling Chelsea that AD was stacked 100% is rude. Like some people who don't agree with, you know, 
having your man tell you about another woman being beautiful. I'm one of them. That's our boundaries. We don't like that. It doesn't fly with us. But it is important to communicate that type of things to your partner who is still getting to know you. And I know to a lot of us, it's like a no-brainer. Well, don't talk about other women in front of me. Totally. But we forget that everyone's so different because I know other women out there who talk about those things with their man. Have you ever gone undressed only to realize that you were in front of an open window? How did that make you feel? That make you feel exposed, vulnerable, excited? I doubt it. Well, going online without using ExpressVPN is basically like being naked in front of a floor-to-ceiling window. There are creepers out there who can see and record everything that you're doing online, even when you think you're protected, like in your so-called private browsing mode. Next time you go online in that private browsing mode or incognito mode, look at the fine print. You're going to see that your browsing activity is actually visible to tons of people, from your internet provider to your school, even your employer. That is because when you're using the Wi-Fi at work, at a hotel, Airbnb, or even at your house, the owners of the Wi-Fi can also see everything that you are up to. So imagine all these people getting a list of everything you have ever clicked on. It's kind of worse than being naked, right? That is why I never go online without ExpressVPN. A, because no one can steal my identity. No one can steal my information. No one can see what I'm up to. That's just one big part of ExpressVPN. I feel like I'm finally protected. But aside from that, it's basically an app that sends 100% of my traffic through their encrypted server. So then A, my browser history cannot be seen by anyone. But also, I love ExpressVPN because I use it when I'm traveling, let's say when I'm going to Mexico and I want to watch Netflix. A lot of my shows on Netflix are not available in Mexico. So when I use ExpressVPN, it basically allows me to be at any location that I want. So I can pick that I'm currently still in Los Angeles and that's how I'm able to watch my favorite shows. Or when I'm in the US in Los Angeles, I'm obsessed with the British version of Love Island and I'm unable to watch it in LA. I think most of you who watch it know that as well, which is why I use ExpressVPN to change my location to Ireland or England. And that's how I'm able to watch Love Island on ITV using ExpressVPN. So aside from it being amazing for your privacy and feeling protected from anyone stealing your information to seeing what you're up to, it also allows you to reach all of your favorite shows and to reach all of these other locations you otherwise wouldn't be able to with your current location, wherever you're at. So it literally will change the location that you're at. I think that's pretty cool. That's just me. So you guys, anyway, make sure that you protect your online activity with the VPN that I trust to keep me private. So visit expressvpn.com slash adulting today. That is E-X-P-R essvpn.com slash adulting. And you will get an extra three months free when you click my link, which is expressvpn.com slash adulting. I kid you not, you guys, I've been using ExpressVPN before they even became my sponsor. And that is why I agree for them to be my sponsor because there is nothing better than having some privacy and being able to watch Love Island, the British version. Love ya. So a lot of times... People genuinely, the people you're dating, they genuinely don't know that the boundaries you have are boundaries that other people have if they are never been around those type of boundaries. I'm not saying Jimmy has never disrespected someone else, but I'm just saying 
sometimes it's important to give people the benefit of the doubt, especially if you're trying to make it work. And if you are trying to go in the long run. So for Chelsea to hear what Jimmy told her about AD and then think that she was being mature. Like, honestly, I thought her move was so dumb. Instead of communicating like, hey, this hurts my feelings. Don't talk about other women. And then give him the opportunity to not do that, to show that, you know, that was that's how you would have known he could be potentially a good partner. If she would have communicated, this hurts my feelings. And it was said, my bad. I didn't mean to disrespect you. And if he wouldn't do it again, then you're like, okay, cool. He listened. Instead, she decided to humiliate him. And that is like the number one thing the men do not appreciate or women as well, including myself, she humiliated him by calling him out in front of everyone that he complimented AD. And yeah, guess what? The next thing Jimmy did was play on her insecurities and go talk to AD, which by the way, I would do the same thing because I'd be like, if you want to play like a clown, then let me join the circus. Let me help you with that. If you want to be a child, then great. I'll stoop to your level. Like that's not going to fly with me. So honestly, I'm not going to blame Jimmy for going and talking to AD. He's not the asshole here because what Chelsea, the way she acted by calling him out in front of everyone, like making making her relationship drama, everyone else's drama was so petty and childish and unnecessary with such a turnoff. Like, Chelsea, you're crying because of the consequences of your own actions, okay? So you, you think embarrassing your partner and playing games you were somehow going to win like because you were going to humiliate him and he's going to put his tail between his legs and walk away that's that doesn't work with guys that's not going to happen anyway in conclusion chelsea and women like chelsea you have to work on yourself you have to stop seeking all of your validation from a partner constantly crying if you don't get what you want if you're not if your partner's not reading your mind if you're not getting all the compliments you needed for the day even if Jimmy was 100% into Chelsea, this type of behavior would have pushed them away by now. It will push anyone away. It is, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, but it's the truth. You have to work on yourself. You cannot look for all of your love and all of your validation from just one person that is your partner. That is too much. It's, it will drain anyone, even a good partner. It would drain them. And it, it's self-sabotaging behavior. That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea's insecurities are literally the start of the show. She's become, I would say, a professional victim. And I know she's going through it. It's understandable. But carrying her past hurt into every interaction she's she's in is is really sad to see. It's sad. It's It's almost crippling to watch it. Every conversation with Jimmy is, do you like the way I look? I bet you don't. And then her just shutting down when he talks to anyone else. It's like, come on. It's too much. Anyway, I know I missed one couple, which was like that blonde girl and the guy with the glasses. I didn't even know they existed until episode five. And by episode six, it looked like they already were not going to work out. So I don't think I missed out that much. I'm pretty sure my periods last longer than that relationship. So there's that. So in conclusion, I'm going to attend today's episode with a few questions when it comes to Love is Blind. Do we think Jimmy fucked Jessica? Do we think Matthew is a serial killer? Has anyone heard from Ember since the show ended? Who will walk down the aisle, do we think? Anyway, guys, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I hope you have an amazing week. And let me know if you want to hear more about Love is Blind, which I will then do another episode to finish the season because I'm sure it'll air by next week. And until then, I love you. In a world full of Jessica's and Chelsea's, don't be either. Just be yourself, okay? Love you. Bye.